All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Travis Matern. Good morning, Fitness Education Online community. Super excited to be here today with a special guest. I've got Uric Larson. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Uric, uh, we're going to be talking all things recovery and rehab, and as well as what he's uh, spoken about with our special summit coming up, uh, with which is some pregnant and uh, pre and postnatal uh, rehab stuff. But on top of that, one of the things we always find is when we uh, tag Uric and get Uric involved in some of these conversations, rehab trainer. So many of you guys love hearing from him and love what this company is all about, which is why uh, we like to be involved with them as well. Uh, throughout the chat today, uh, if you're on here, say hello, hit like. Uh, and also, if you've got questions, we'll get to them at the end as well. So please throw your questions in the comments, and then we'll be able to get to them live here during this conversation as well. But without further ado, uh, we've got Uric Larson. Thank you for being here. Uh, do you want to tell those of the those of our audience who may be less familiar with yourself um, a little bit about yourself and right, your company? Thanks. thanks, Travis. Yeah, so I'm Ulrich Larson. I'm a sports physio here in Australia. I've been a sports physio for 26 or something years. I lose count. It was 1992 I graduated. Um, and so for most of my life doing for sports physio, but then lately, the last 12 years or so, focusing much more on educating the personal training world uh, and the whole fitness community in matters of injury prevention, recovery, muscle imbalance, or what we kind of affectionately call movement cleaning or movement restoration. So it's kind of a whole, a whole pretty big space in the fitness industry now, um, you know, really supported by the medical allied health world as well. They love, I think, the fact that the fitness industry is passionate about minimizing injuries. And I know you guys are big on this stuff as well. So it's good. Yeah. To Thank you very much for, for making a bit of time for us. And I was saying that we've been lucky enough to go and attend a bunch of conferences in the fitness field um, around the world in Canada and the US, Australia, New Zealand. And yeah. some of the biggest uh, talks and some of the biggest trends that we're noticing is the recovery side of things. Uh, the recovery, the rehab, the prehab, the breathing, all that sort of stuff is, is so on trend at the moment within the fitness field. And I, I don't know, I, I love your philosophy of trying to keep people, I'll keep clients out of the physio. So you're really making sure, you know, we're not doing more harm than good. I think that's a really great uh, philosophy from your company. But I think um, I think it's just an important thing because I, I don't know whether it's because nowadays clients are far more sedentary, they're less active, so they're more inclined to like coming up with some of these problems or yeah. whether they're on their phones or whatever, sitting more. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely something that's far more common and yeah. far more on trend now than ever before. Oh, how um, how'd you end up finding yourself into the fitness field? Yeah, like uh, we were in a big sports medicine practice up here in Brisbane and got involved with a whole group of 20 personal trainers next door in a big, big gym. And gradually I was just doing little teaching sessions, trying to imagine how... Uh, corrective exercise or injury prevention could happen in the gym rather rather than having to bring all their clients through, which of course is good for business, but really not that satisfying and not that not that sort of energizing for me. So I found it much more energizing to use my creative, my lateral thinking skills to develop ways that 
movements can be clean uh, before they an injury or full-blown kind of restriction to training. Prevention is definitely better than the cure. Any, you know, any of you personal trainers out there, you'll all have injuries with your clients or have some niggling problems for yourself. You know they're hard to deal with. They're mm. not fun. They're the difficult side of fitness, but we've got to overcome it. We've got to keep figuring out how we can optimize uh, results for clients, your own results, um, and so now increasingly the information is out there. There is knowledge that's really well suited to the fitness industry. And we love playing in that space. So, yeah, man. Now, obviously, you've got you've got your own uh, rehab trainer courses with CECs and all that sort of stuff approved. Yeah. I'd love to chat a little bit about like, uh, you know, again, we're, this is like our informal conversations, right? But I'd love to chat a little bit about the idea of like scope of practice stuff like this is where when people listen to some of this, they're like, oh, well, what can we do? What can't we do? Right, if, right. if someone's trying to clean movement, what sort of stuff are they looking at as a trainer? What are the things that they looking to be able to do or to coach or to help with? Right. Listen, the first place to start with any kind of issue that a client might have is probably to look at some painless movements. You know, look at some things that definitely don't cause pain. Now, in the online course that you guys now uh, have of ours we call it rehab express online you've got it on your website um, you can find all the information you might be looking for on let's say specifically the five most common dysfunctional movements for example number one is poor retraction of the scapula that mm. is so common so endemic in humans especially western society that that's the first thing you're going to go look for with anyone with shoulder pain back pain neck pain headaches look for how well does that shoulder move into retraction. It's a classic problem movement. So start with something that's not painful. Uh, that's really important. So they can learn all the five muscle imbalances on that online course that you guys host. That's the safest place to begin. You know, begin with clients who, who don't really have a pain. They might just look awkward. The muscles aren't developing very well. Um, and maybe they've got the odd niggle, stiffness, tightness, and you just want to get a little bit deeper into how they're moving. Um, look at some of those five classic movements, um, and that'll help you to know how to begin optimizing that and pulling them away from that edge where they're really starting to get a problem and they're restricting their training. That's that's your primary early remit, prevent. Okay. That, you know? Yeah, so I'll, I'll bounce off into that as well because you've sort of sit in both sides of the fence of like being an allied health person yourself and also yeah. now so heavily involved in the, the PT scope of things. At what point, um, I'm, a, I'm a trainer, I've got someone coming to me, let's say they've got some shoulder some shoulder stuff, at what point do I look to go, hey, this is, this is where I want to probably send it to an allied health person? Is there, what's the sort of tipping point for some of this stuff? Very, very good question, mate. And to some degree, we're trying to make concrete something that is pretty vague, something that is really gray. Mm. You know? It'll be different for different clients, different for different personal trainers. Some personal trainers will be really kind of risk averse mm -hmm. and just send them to a physio and that's all good, you know, respect. Others will be tending to let a client get more and more sore before kind of like, boom, now we've got to go to the physio now or to the osteo or the chiro. What we've developed is something called a risk assessment system. So very distinct from any kind of diagnostic procedure that a physio might do. Um, we, in other words, you're not trying to make a prediction on what the problem is. You're trying to rate the riskiness of continuing training. So that's a pretty big skill set. In fact, if you look at the word, you know, rehab, 
The R actually stands for risk assessment. Part of that is good interviewing. Part of that is a series of questions, a series of concrete tests, and a little formula that anyone who's done one of our Rehab Essentials courses, our three-day injury prevention system, um, knows that risk assessment protocol is not hard. That gives you your first kind of baseline to be confident. Yeah, we're going to try and assess this gently, look at some movements, do some myofascial release that's very targeted to that area, not just general kind of foam rolling, but very specific muscle imbalance kind of attention. And then you can often, with very safe little things, pull people away from that edge where they're becoming, you know, significantly in pain or restricted with their with their training. That's the goal. Keep them training. It's That's what mm. I, as a sports physio, believe in. I believe in keeping clients training at all costs. Yeah. Even if they're yeah. back pain, use your imagination. Get onto the physio. If they're, you know, in a bit of pain, talk to the physio. How can I keep them gently moving? There will be the odd time when a client just has to stop for a couple of weeks, but it's really rare. I would keep them training and proactively try and figure out how you can help them. It's really important now, for the Now, I want you to throw on your like your PT side or your, your fitness side. Yeah. Many of our audience are, are group fitness guys or, you know, like boot camp, that sort of stuff, uh, working in groups as opposed to one-on-one -on -one training situations. What are... What what of tips or advice could you give for someone, let's say I'm running a boot camp, how can I start to incorporate some like rehab, rehab style stuff to, you know, every session or what's the, you know, have you got any tips or advice for that sort of stuff? Right. I'm just about in three hours time, I'm actually doing one of my, what we call rehabinars that goes into our club rehab. So you'll see this kind of, some of this banner behind. So any of you can jump on to clubrehab.com and check it out and, and see what's in our subscription membership. So this lecture that I'm doing or this talk is all about exactly what you're asking about, which is to create a culture or to create a team or mm. to make it bigger than a one-on-one, -on -one, make it bigger than just you, make it part of the system to minimize injury. And, you know, what are the different tactics you can use? What kinds of information can you give clients? How do you get a better buy-in with clients to be attentive to their bodies? Um, so all of that is about developing an injury prevention culture, you could call it. And that's about you having enough information, being motivated, being able to sell it and educate your clients. In So even if it's a group, they still have this awareness that injury prevention is critical. Now, that's one answer. The answer there is just to get a culture of minimizing injury where everyone is supporting each other in that agenda. So the second thing is you might actually be quite clever and cute, like a number of trainers around Australia have done and create classes where they're actually myofascially releasing each other or they're having conversations about their aches and pains to each other. Uh, and so I've got a number of trainers at the moment who buy just some of our kit uh, with a dowel and they're rolling. Clients are rolling each other for five, 10 minutes, you know, classic safe areas, but they're doing it to each other. So mm. again, you've got a little group where maybe there's five pairs and they're all doing a bit of myofascial release on each other before the, the main group. I mean, how good is that? That's like the prioritization of keeping injuries down and, you know, movement preparation. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, I think for for guys out there running boot camps, it depends on how, and we spoke about this, I spoke about this earlier with uh you know, Lisa from, from Canada, uh, yeah. she spoke about how her boot camp was, you know, fun, friendly fitness or something like that, not like train till you puke sort of situation. 
It's all yeah. about the culture you're going to create. So if yeah. you're someone as a trainer who loves this sort of stuff and, and really wants to get involved in this space, create a boot camp around that as well that has 10 minutes. You know, you don't need to smash people for an hour. You don't need to have an hour of just smashing. We're going to do as many, whatever we're going to do in, in this hour. You can have 10 minutes at the beginning, you know, for games or whatever, for warm-up, 10 minutes for like some reha rehab style or my fascial release style. Then you've got your half-hour uh, block of a workout, a 20-minute, 25-minute block of a workout, and then you've got your five, 10 minutes at the end. You can still do that and create that um, holistic, well-rounded approach as a group that people yep. want to buy into because you you create that culture. You create that atmosphere as a trainer. And, and that's why people are coming to you. And, and and something like this or adding these sort of things in could be why people come to you to start with. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to get yourself into that place that you're describing where you are that leader in the area of injury minimization or injury prevention, to become that, you do need more education. Mm. You do need support. You probably need a few staff that really are into this space as well. You can't really do it alone. You definitely want to have a good physio or massage therapist, musculoskeletal therapist, chiro, osteo, that you know you can talk to on the phone that, that has a great empathy and a great sympathy for the challenges of the fitness industry as it you know, as respects to injury. So get a good staff support, get a good culture, but get some great education. You know, I just can't talk that up enough because mm. you know to some degree how to roll this out with your clients. With, uh, with that being said, let you, you mentioned the allied health space. Again, having sat on or sitting on both sides of the field there, for a trainer who currently doesn't have an affiliation with any allied health person, yep. do you have any recommendations for reaching out or do you have any tips that, uh, that a trainer might do that, that could be handy to try and create, create a connection? Yeah. I think there's only one way to do that, and that is to choose a client and then actually visit the physio, chiro, osteos clinic with that client. So choose a client who you think, yeah, they really could do with some sort of allied health, injury help. Go in there, visit, spend time with that physio, and you'll soon feel whether the energy works for you and whether the stuff that they're offering is a good fit for your training. You know, they've got to be really pretty biomechanically savvy. They've got to understand muscles and joints, exercise, fitness. If they don't really have any idea about that, and, and unfortunately, there's a, you know, there's a proportion of the physio industry that are very stuck in, in very, let's say, age populations where they're only doing ultrasounds and heat packs, mm -hmm. just, it's not going to be enough for you if you're in the fitness industry. You're also going to need someone who has a great respect for you as a personal trainer. If they don't, if you're feeling like a patronizing energy, then I'm, I'm just saying it's probably not the, a great fit. Something about that energy is not working. That relationship is not going to support you well. Keep looking. There'll be someone there. It's a growing trend within the physio world, moving towards fitness, so filling that gap. You know, So you could say the average personal trainer is filling the gap with a huge variety mm. of approaches, and we rehab trainer are sitting pretty well straddling both. And then you've got physio on the other side. They're also moving in this direction with strength and conditioning, functional training. So it's, it's a great space many people are playing. So you'll find one. Go looking. You'll find a good, a good allied health person to support you. Oh, great advice. Now, what, what we want to go into now is specifically the summit and what you came in to do. And basically, you came in and you did a, a bit of a one-on-one -on -one workshop with, with Brenda, so my wife, who was at that point was about three months postnatal, I think. Yeah, and from memory, we were looking at a few common dysfunctions with 
women who are just, uh, just you know, three months out, maybe returning to training, uh, maybe returning to exercise and fitness, and we were looking at some of the things that we might be looking at for those sort of clients. And that's what the summit topic was on. But let's give people a bit of a, a sneak. What's the thought? What are some of the things you might be looking at for someone who's, say, three months postnatal um, with some mus- muscular dysfunction stuff? Yeah, aches and pains are such a common thing. They're slowly creeping into the woman's body. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of partly figure out that this is about a new lifestyle. She is suddenly forced into a new daily routine. It may be lacking in sleep. It'll certainly be lots of... Definitely lacking in sleep. Bending and sitting, right? They're the great killers for lower backs. Just too much bending, picking over, looking after bub, that kind of stuff. That's going to make the lower back ache. So straight into that space, and for Brenda, that was pretty critical, wasn't it? That we're starting to look at Mm. this muscle balance that can begin to kick in even to a woman's body where she's a bit hypermobile let's say she's got a bit of relaxing that hormone still in her system that means some of her joints are a bit more supple she's got a bit more kind of give and take but on the other hand her muscles might become a bit overprotective a bit hypertonic hammies deep in the hips uh, they can all become a bit overactive and then they start to force the lower back to be more rounded during bending during sitting that's the thing that'll trickle, trickle into an achy back. So specifically then lower backs and sacroiliac joints, be very aware of sitting position, sitting posture. Now that's, that's all the time kind of stuff. That's not mm. occasionally when I sit. We're talking then every time you sit, mate, yeah, thank you. Sitting up tall, I'll do the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Whenever someone talks about sitting or someone talks about water, everyone like someone mentions something about hydration, everyone all of a sudden reaches for their water bottle or, or sitting, everyone all of a sudden sits up nice and straight and like, yes, it's how I always sit. <laughs> you got the subconscious cue. I was just, just sending it and you went, oh. <laughs> I hope that happens for you wherever you are listening right now because that is a key. Sitting too much is the new smoking. Right? Mm. know that. We've all heard that. And so sitting, especially for the you know, postpartum woman, is more risky, is more kind of uh, creating creep, ligamentous disc kind of sagging creep inside the tissues. So the discs, sacroiliac joints, sciatic nerves, yada, yada, they all become more vulnerable to developing problems. So posture, posture, even more important, standing on the hip, right, holding mm-hmm. baby, sagging into that hip. No, try and correct it. At least keep it symmetrical left and right. You know, we, we know this, right? Personal trainers kind of do know this, but s- stick with the details of that when you're educating your client. Get in as we do on the online course. Do we do any of that on the actual summit? I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, we do a bit of, bit of stuff, yeah. And myofascial release those hammies, myofascial release that upper glute area for any kind of lower back issues. You don't even have to get into the lower back in myofascial release release around and that'll free up the movement and then educate that lordosis that mm. lower back better not sag into flexion as much that's the great killer of lower backs mate so yeah and, and i think uh even on that like you've got um it's not that it's not exclusive for for postnatal women right <laughs> that's everyone we're we're all sitting a lot nowadays and we're all you know all have some of these issues and it's a matter of like like i love that I love the phrase that you've got of cleaning movement. And I, I think that's such a such a good phrase for us as trainers to think about creating healthy movement, you know, cleaning up someone's movement. I, I really love that term. 
it's it's harder to see with an elite athlete like a crossfitter who's moving really fast through overhead squat for example it's harder to see it you might have to get out your little iphone and do little slow-mo videos on your more elite mm -hmm. your standard mums and dads and and tradies who are doing fitness with you it's easier to see it it's watching how much posterior tilt they're doing watching that lordosis in the squat especially in the deadlift the deadlift is a make or break for the lower back mm. so do not let yourself as a personal trainer or any of your clients get away with any rounding at the bottom of that deadlift that's mm. i see that so much when we're teaching like for example with the rehab online course like we've had 900 personal trainers go through it and they love it it's really clear and it applies to all types of clients not just postpartum, not just elite mm. clients, all of us, me. If I'm sitting too rounded in my back too much, then I start to get a bit imbalanced in my movement. I've got to clean it up, you know? Yeah. All now, one thing I, I've asked you this before, and I, I know I know with a lot of these questions, there's no, there's no right and wrong answer as such. But one thing uh, that for me that I always think about when it comes to like the prehab or recovery style, exercise i always think about that minimum dosage okay let's say i've got you know what is the minimum i can spend is he spending 10 minutes a day going to do enough is that going to do something if i spend 10 minutes a day rolling out some of these areas or i spend 10 minutes a day working through some of these mobility exercises is that enough for me or like that's you know that's all the one of the things that's always on my head of what's the where's the tipping point of what i can do for that minimum dose and I can hear the clients also, you know, really just craving, you know, it's uncomfortable when I do it. And, and those, uh, you know, those corrective exercises, they're boring. What's the minimum I have to do? I hear it. I hear it. The bottom line is it depends on how stubborn the problem you're facing has become. Mm. So the more stubborn, the longer it's been in your system, in your neuro yeah. matrix, the more you've got to realize this is an ongoing commitment. This is a new habit I need to develop. On the other hand, you know, Brenda, she's just had a little bit of an achy back for, for a month um, since having, you know, the baby. She might just need to do, you know, even five to ten sort of days of just a couple of times a day mm. for five days, and she's feeling great again. So there's a lot of detail in there when we think about what's the minimum dose. I think get your clients, you know, comfortable doing this stuff, even enjoying it, um, mm. habitualized to some body maintenance. Yeah. And then unfortunately, you're going to have those clients who need to do it three times a day, five minutes each time where they're doing their hammy release for the first two weeks. So they, there's going to be those clients for whom it's stubborn, it's difficult, and it's just bloody hard work, pardon the French. And they've just got to eventually realize that that hard work is necessary. They've got to yeah. stop being trying to find the shortcut, stop trying to just go for the fitness. They've got to do the hard work. Well, I think you, you hit a nail on the head. If, you, if you've been jammed up for, for 10 years, 20 years, you can't expect to see a result in five minutes, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So depending as, as you as a personal trainer, like what's your history of how difficult it's been to overcome an injury? If it's been really mm -hmm. easy, you'll probably think it's going to be pretty easy for your clients, but it ain't necessarily so. And if it's yeah. been really hard for you and you've struggled and you've had a significant thing, an ACL that's been torn and chronic knee problems, lower back problems, you're probably going to think, this stuff is so hard. How could I possibly do this with my clients? It mm. ain't necessarily so. It might be really simple for a client or it may be really hard. So uh, at one level, experience and more education and having the support of a little community 
that gets you there, you know, more experienced over the years. You're building your business as a specialist in injury prevention. And it's got great long-term legs for your business. It really does. Beautiful. Love it. Well, I think uh, that's been about that. We're at that 20-minute mark or thereabouts, which has been awesome. It's gone, always flies by with talking to anyone and always flies by talking to you and recover and rehab. And I love this sort of stuff. So for me, I can chat about it. Now, anyone listening, if you want to know more, uh, we can put you in touch with you. What's the best way, though, if someone wants to just get touch, get in touch with you personally? What's the best way? Or you, you know, whether it's you personally or the company or whatever, however it works, what's the best way to do it? Okay, probably to to kind of help me to do the admin because I don't have a big company. It's not. A, it's like a little boutique industry. Yeah, it's probably to jump on www.rehabtrainer.com.au and you'll see our courses. Uh, and there's a contact us button on that homepage. Just you know, pop contact us. Throw me a little bit of your question, even your phone number, so I can call you. Um, and there's a lot of courses coming up in Australia, as well as in India, as well as in Asia. So there's a lot of stuff coming up, even Middle East in March. So, yeah. Uh, Busy man. Through the website, that's the best way. We are also, of course, doing our subscription membership, sort of clubrehab.com. So you can jump on there and see what's available for a small fee every month just to become a subscription member and access all of the different things in there. There's a whole vault of, of videos and ebooks that you can click through and learn about your own injury prevention. So, mate, that's Beautiful. the best way. I am on Ulrich at rehabtrainer.com.au. You can just email me straight or go to our website. Um, and there's so much there for, for you guys to help you and support you in your journey ahead Love with injury prevention. Love it. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Everyone who's Sorry. tuning in, thank you for, for being here. Uh, yeah. Again, if you want to get in touch with Ulrich, let us know. We can, we can shoot you the details. Apart from that, uh, Eric is part of the summit uh, that we've been putting together and the last couple of this week plus into next week, I've got some great guests chatting. And if you're interested in that, just put summit below and we can get you those details. It does launch next week. Uh, Eric, thank you very much again for your time. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, any last thoughts before we leave? Oh, man, I'm just so you know honoured to be a part of what you guys are doing. The summit as, as a concept, you know, just... So cutting edge, the latest stuff right now, ready to go for people to, to get educated, to get inspired with. So I think it's just brilliant what you guys are doing at Fitness Education Online. I love you, mate. I love Jono. I love your work. Um, hope to do more in the future and hope in rehab training can help you know everybody as much as we'd like to. Beautiful. All right. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you very much, everyone. And I'll okay. see you next time. All right, guys. Cheers. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast series has been dedicated to our brand new online summit. The online summit has been approved with Fitness Australia for 22 CECs and includes 21 speakers across 26 topics. The topics include everything from the fitness field through to fitness business as well as social media. If you're interested to find out more, check out the links below. We can also claim a 50% discount. If you have any other questions, don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? 
or check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.